What's the story, lads? Welcome back to GEA Fan TV. I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well. This is episode 29 with Dublin senior hurler David Kyo. Of course, in this episode, we look back at David Kyo's time playing for the Dublin senior hurling squad. Of course, he's been a part of the team for a couple of years now, having broke through into the team in 2019. We look back at last year's championship for Dublin. Of course, a championship which saw them lose to Kilkenny, of course, in the Leinster senior hurling championship. Of course, they did produce quite the fight back in that game, but ultimately still lost and we also spoke about that defeat to Cork of course as well we look back at David's time playing for the Dublin team in general and of course look back at his time playing for the under 21s as well reaching a Leinster final we also touched on David's club playing days as well of course with Thomas Davis he was a part of the side that of course reached the Dublin Senior Football Championship final of course in uh, 2019 of course they lost out to Ballyboden St. Enders but we spoke of course about their journey as well beating the likes of Castleknock and Kilmacud Croaks along the way as well as well as of course touching on the future of Dublin hurling in general and of course speaking about the future of Thomas Davis in both football and hurling looking at some rising stars coming through the ranks at the moment in the coming years so I do hope you all enjoyed the podcast do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already and let's get straight into it okay so I'm joined here with uh, Dublin senior hurler David Keogh um, I suppose first of all, David, I appreciate your time, appreciate you jumping on. Um, I suppose it'd be good to look back at your time playing for the Dublin Senior Hurlers through minor, under 20 and senior level, and obviously your time with Thomas Davis as well. Um, I suppose first of all, how's uh, life for yourself? Good, yeah. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, yeah, look, things are going well. Um, I suppose it's, it's I'm in the same position as everyone else, you know, struggling with everything, but you're lucky after, you know, make the best of a bad situation I suppose but look there is light at the end of the tunnel coming soon you know um, so it's just a matter of sticking it out I suppose isn't it mm. and obviously at the time of this recording literally just um, I suppose a few hours ago like it was announced that inter-county training is going to return on April 19th I suppose if everything goes well um, how, how would you feel about that like what was your reaction to that news absolutely delighted to be honest with you and there's only so much you can do of running around the pitch by yourself, you know. So it's been at that for the past couple of weeks and months and all that crack. So it's it's great news, to be honest with you. Um, so hopefully, you know, things go well and over the next couple of weeks and numbers stay down and, you know, things do pull through. Mm, yeah, hopefully now over the next couple of weeks and couple of months anyway, we can definitely come to the end of it anyway. Like it's definitely it's definitely gone on for, for long enough. Like how have you kind of managed yourself like without the, you know, inter-county training? Obviously, you know, you're having a lot of Zoom calls and everything else. Like how have you kind of managed that whole situation and I suppose keeping up your own individual training as well? Look, it's it's been tough on everyone, to be honest with you. Um with regards to training, it's you've literally just you know yourself a pitch and and a wall pretty much. Like and so you can only do your best, I suppose. You're only kind of way. So it's just a matter of kind of over the past couple of weeks, you know, keeping up on up on things and you know keep the touch and all that crack, as well as fitness and all. Um, you know, up to up to date and up to scratch, I suppose. Um, so it's absolutely buzzing now to get back into uh, hopefully collective training in a couple of weeks. So. You know, cross fingers crossed or whatever, it'll, all, all will go well. Mm. And obviously, like just kind of looking back at your time, obviously playing for for Dublin, and I suppose kind of like like what was it for you? That obviously, I know you play football with with Thomas Davis as well, and we're kind of getting into yeah. that senior football championship. But what was it for you that kind of led you to, I suppose, pursue hurling at senior level and kind of go down that route 
as opposed to football because obviously here in Dublin like football is probably the the main sport over the two so what was it kind of for your, for yourself that kind of led to that yeah so obviously I played dual with the club and have done since you know we joined um I played dual with Dublin underage all the way up to minor until I was made to make a decision so it kind of you know went on for a couple of weeks and I was kind of him and Han you know thinking about which one I wanted to pick and stuff like that and I don't know, like it wasn't a spur of the moment thing, but I just kind of always had that kind of, you know, pull towards the hurling more so to the football. Um, and to, essentially that's that's what what made me make the final decision, you know. Um, I, you know, there was a lot of dual lads, say, back on, at underage at, um, at minor and stuff like that. And, you know, some lads, a lot of lads stayed with the football and, you know, it was, it was fairly 50-50, to be honest with you. Um but yes, yeah, so obviously it came t- towards under twenties or twenty ones at the time it was, and um, I was on trial with both teams, and again I was in the same position. You know, I was made pick, and there was no no chance of playing Jill, which you can understand. You know, um, like if a team is training four or five times a week, how can you know you, you just can't split yourself like that? You know, it's, it takes a serious toll on the body. So it was, to be honest, it was for the best. Mm. And like, who would you have looked up to, I suppose, as a kid growing up in Dublin, like, I suppose, from a football and a hurling point of view? Yeah, so look, I was actually late enough joining, so I was, um, I was only in around 11 or 12 or so when I joined, so um, I had a lot of friends on the road um, that, you know, that had played and, you know, eventually they just, they got me up and started off from there. So, like, it would have been local lads like Dotsie O'Callaghan and stuff like that, you know, lads that would have been around, you know, that you'd hear the name being thrown around and stuff like that. And, you know, he would have been a, a fairly big, you know, character to look up to, I suppose. And, you know, I uh, I see myself, hopefully, you know, being in a in a similar position to him in a couple of years, you know, being a, being a great role model and stuff like that, you know. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Like, and, and what have you made even of sort, sort of the rise of Dublin Hurling over the past kind of, 10 years or so like obviously at yeah, 2013 obviously when Dublin won the, the Leinster Senior Championship like what have you kind of made of that rise over the past 10 years or so for the Dublin Hurlers in particular? Yeah look it's you know the Dublin Hurlers are, are kind of seen to be like a much, a much lesser standard to the to the footballers in the county um, which you know those lads they have the silverware they've, they've backed up everything you know that kind of way so it's uh, it can be quite hard at times, you know, when you see them lads, um, you know, competing so well and winning medal after medal and year after year, they're reaching all Ireland finals. Sure, that's every young club's goal, you know, is to, is to get out there on all Ireland final day. So, um, you know, things like things are coming on great. Um, with regards to Dublin hurling, there's some serious young lads coming up, and even just lads I know, um, from playing with, and then just you know, you hear through the grapevine. Um, of these of these youngsters coming up, so it's it's this huge kind of you know promise coming up. Um, so look, hopefully in, in in the next couple of years we will we will be there thereabouts. You know, mm, absolutely, yeah. Like, and I suppose looking at your time as well with the with the Dublin Miners, like obviously involved in that 2016 Leinster Championship win. Like, I imagine that was quite a, a proud moment for yourself as well, like beating the likes of Wexford, Kilkenny, and eventually falling short to Limerick. But, you know, one hell of a journey, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. I had a, had a fairly successful underage career. I was, you know, between football and hurling. So I, I had a huge drive for, for winning, you know, wanted to be the best out there, you know, playing with the, with the best lads that are there. So it was, 
over the past couple of years, that's just kind of like followed suit and just, you know, there's, there's been a huge drive there. Um, winning the, the length of that year in 2016 was, was an unbelievable feeling. It's a feeling that I'll never forget and I hope, touch wood, that, you know, I'll be there again um, with the seniors. And, uh, yeah, look, again, as I said, it's every young fella's dream is to get out there on Ireland final day and, you know, come home with a medal. Mm. And do you think it's that drive as well that you kind of just mentioned there as well, like that will to win, that kind of culture, I suppose, within both the footballers and the hurlers that I suppose kind of, you know, that you'd hope with a lot of the kind of younger lads coming through like yourself and in the Dublin team at the moment, do you think that will kind of stand to you as like kind of moving forward over the next couple of years, be it in the Leinster Championship qualifiers, National League or, or wherever it may come? 100%, yeah. Like that word culture there is, is hugely thrown around. Um, and I feel personally for anything to be successful there has to be a huge kind of camaraderie like a brotherhood every team has to have you know they have to have that that one thing about them that just links all them together and you know it's um, it is it's, you know like there's a there's a huge um, onus on players nowadays to, to kind of you know, for things to be player-led and stuff like that. So I think the Dublin Senior Hurlers are, you know, they're getting there. It's like anything, it takes time, you know, for these things to happen. So eventually, as I, as I mentioned before, I touch wood that we will get there eventually. Mm. And like, what, what do you think were the notable differences as well? Like when you kind of move from, say, uh, minors up to under 20 and then I suppose into the, the senior panel as well. Like what kind of differences did you notice maybe from, I suppose, moving from football to hurling and then I suppose from minor and under 20 hurling up to senior as well? Like what were the kind of notable comparisons and differences between the two? Yeah, look, it's, I suppose it's, it's nearly a given that the older you get, you know, the, the higher teams that you play for, it gets more, more professional as you go along. So you start off obviously underage and you know you're delighted just to, to have your to get your, your jersey or whatever you're training on top and you're happy out with that and then you, you make the step up and you know each each age group that you jump up is is a huge leap and um, with regards to you know professionalism and um, now obviously up with the seniors it's it's unbelievable you know every step that you take is tracked you know with gps you know there's there might be 15 people watching from different angles of training and stuff like there's no there's no hiding no nowhere no room for you know to, as I said to be hiding there mm. yeah and I suppose like is it that kind of professionalism as well that's kind of ran within I suppose both the hurling and football teams like I suppose having that around I suppose must be must be kind of give you massive confidence I suppose as well kind of moving forward like when you're looking to progress your own kind of individual abilities as well Definitely, yeah. Like it's 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 mad to think that like it was only a couple of years ago. You know, you're just out training, say just just a normal pitch, and um, say with an under 16s team, and you know, what two three years later on, you're you're out there and say Abbottstown week in week out, um, on you know state of the art pitches, state of the art dressing rooms, and there's a huge feel of professionalism there, which is you know it's great. You you really look forward to going to train and being involved in the self. It's it's. Personally, I find it really something to look forward to. You know, it gets you. It's you're not, you're not. You go through your days work, whatever, and you're not like oh, out onto this pitch here now or whatever. You're going out onto like the best, the best pitches. So it's it, it really is a serious setup. Absolutely, yeah. Like, and what was it like then when you kind of did come into the senior team then and kind of make your your first appearance and I suppose come off the bench a couple of times as well. Like, what was that um, experience like? 
yeah, so obviously two years ago when I first came onto the panel, I just, you know, a lot of the older lads took me under their wing, Paul Ryan, Danny Sutcliffe, you know, they were straight in. There was no no one, you know, thinking they're, they're too big for their boots and everyone kind of came together to, to make themselves, to introduce themselves and, you know, as I said, get get you involved in everything. Um, so it was, it was it was quite nervous, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, I knew lads that I played on the 21 with that were on the panel, the likes of Ronan Hayes and Keno Sullivan and some of them lads. Um, so obviously, initially, you, you gravitate towards the lads you know and then eventually you come out of your comfort zone. It's like anything, you just, you kind of, you grow into it. You, you get to know all the different lads and, you know, try and sit with someone else uh, at every train in the dressing room and stuff like that and just, just to get a good feel for you know all the, the different personalities and stuff like that, and it was a uh, it was it was a huge jump to be honest with you, um from say twenty one to, to senior, uh but look it was it was great and things are going well at the minute so, um I couldn't couldn't ask for anything better to be honest with you. Yeah, and I, and I suppose as well like like what kind of players would you even lean on for experience as well like I know you mentioned Paul Ryan Danny Sutcliffe as well like were they been the main two and if so like what was it like kind of coming into the team training with them and I suppose seeing how I suppose they apply themselves kind of week on week playing for for Dublin Hurling. Yeah, so like, to be honest, with you, I can't can't fault anyone. Everyone, you know, had taken me under the wing and obviously the, the other young lads that came in that year as well, and um, but. To be honest, with you, it would have been they nearly would have been the, the two main lads that would have you know you know brought me in or whatever um you know led as a, a led by example I suppose you could say um so it was, to be honest, with you, it was great to have two lads like that two sound fellas um even going out on the training you know it, after a couple of weeks you found yourself walking out onto the pitch with different lads chatting you know finding out about you know work and what they do for a living and stuff like that so it was good. Yeah, I suppose it's the bond as well, isn't it? And kind of it blends back to that brotherhood kind of thing you were talking about exactly, earlier as well. Yeah. Exactly. So it's that whole kind of camaraderie thing, you know, for any team to be successful, as I mentioned, it has to have that. There can't be anyone, you know, thinking they're too big for their boots, and there's absolutely none of that in in this senior team. Mm. And looking back at last year's championship campaign for for Dublin, like how would you reflect on it? Um, I suppose kind of close battle with Kilkenny in the end, um, and and obviously. Uh, unfortunately, lost to Cork then, of course, in the in the qualifiers. Like, how would you reflect on the the championship? Um, on a personal level, um, I, it was a it was a huge experience for me, um, a huge positive in my career, I suppose you could say. Um, you know, getting my first start in a championship game, you know, nailing position for you know ninety percent of the games, um. And then sure, when I didn't start and I'd come on as a sub, it was just all about being. You know, being useful, being an impact as an impact sub, as they say. Um, so it was on a personal note, it was I found it to be a very good year. Um, with regards to to the team, um, look disappointing to obviously be knocked out. You know, when we did, uh, we three games in three weeks on the trot, so it was very heavy on the body. You know, it was. It was tough mentally and physically, so it was it was it was a bit of a hard hit to be honest with you, but look. Again, it's a stepping stone to hopefully bigger and better things to come in the next couple of years. Mm. Yeah, I suppose it's all about the experience at the end of the day as well. And kind of, I suppose Rome wasn't built in a day, so you kind of suppose you just have to kind of take it year on year in in that kind of regards as well. Like, and even that comeback against um, Kilkenny, like what, what do you even think kind of drove his on there as well? Like I know Kilkenny obviously still went on to win the game, but 
I think you were what twenty points down at one stage and somehow managed to to claw it back in the second half. Like where like where did you just kind of find that I suppose inner strength within yourselves to kind of to fight back like that? Yeah, look, I mean, just that game alone, anyone looking in, and um, to be as you said, 19, 20 points down was shows the heart and you know the drive that the team has in itself to actually be able to claw that sort of you know you know that lead back um obviously we still lost the game in the end but it did it that was a huge you know learning point from from everyone involved that like obviously to, first of all to never give up and second of all that like we're up there with the you know the top teams that it's all about you know believing in yourself and when things go wrong it's it's not about you know throwing all the toys out of pram and forgetting about game plans and everything stick to the game plan and you know things will fall into place so I suppose that's a very good example of of all that there on on that night. Mm. And and as well, obviously, like obviously with the the whole kind of COVID situation, like it sort of it went back to, I suppose, the old system as opposed to the round robin. Like, do you think even the round robin might have even suited you more, or kind of suit you more, maybe moving forward with the fact that you kind of would have more games, you'd be able to, I suppose, you know, gain more experience playing the likes of Galway, Kilkenny, like. Would you think going back to that system, maybe moving forward, might help you a bit more as well? Yeah, look, it's a difficult one to be honest. With you, I suppose last year was just, you know, no one could expect or anticipate what was going to happen, when anything was going to happen. So, um, unfortunate for us, obviously it didn't go our way. Um, but yeah, look, as you said. With, with round robin if you get more games in obviously you're going to have more experience you know you have more nearly like a build towards the, the, the later in the year you know the more important games and stuff like that so yeah we do I do think that obviously to get more games on your belt would be would be a good benefit to us it's just a matter of you know they're talking about a short season this year so a short condensed season so it's going to be you know probably similar to last year where you've games week on week out so it's going to take its its toll on the body and it's just it's up to players themselves to be able to recover from that and you know be ready to go in the, in the next the next week or so mm. and how would you even measure even kind of the gap between the likes of your yourselves and the Galway the Kilkenny Wexford etc like obviously you beat Galway in 2019 um, which was a very famous win for Dublin Hurling no doubt like but like, how would you kind of see the gap between yourselves and them? Do you think like that's kind of a lot closer than people think, or do you think you know on any given day you could beat any of them? Um, you know, given it's the right day, I suppose. Yeah, I do hundred percent. I think the gap is a lot closer than people think. Um, obviously things haven't gone right for us in, in the past couple of years and stuff. But you know, if you look back on them games, the the Kenny game last year, the Galway game in twenty nineteen, it's like as I said to you before, it shows that you know, the drive, the determination is there in the team itself to be able to go on and do these things. It's just a matter of, you know, finding that that one, that drive and being able to apply it in every single game and every time you turn out on the pitch. Mm. And like, what, what would you even see as kind of like a long-term goal for, for yourself and I suppose Dublin Hurling as well? Like, is it to kind of strive to get to that Leinster Championship and beyond that? Or are you kind of, kind of taking it maybe one day as it comes for now? A hundred percent. I'd absolutely love nothing more than, you know, to go on and win a Leinster Championship and then progress on to an All-Ireland and win an All-Ireland medal. As I said to you before, it's, it's everyone's dream to actually, who plays hurling and football, you know, to, ha- to have that medal one day. So 
obviously in the back of my head that's that's a huge goal that's like you know a main goal that I'd love to do eventually but yeah it's um as as you said before stepping stones and um, there's no point looking too far ahead you know takes the take the next game at a time and there's that's that's kind of the way I see it is you play what's in front of you you know that kind of way um, and look that's that's hopefully how we're going to get results and when you see the footballers as well does that kind of give you confidence as well like when you see kind of how successful they've been over the past you know, 10 years or so, like it took a while before they broke the duck as well. Like in 2011, like they had a lot of near misses before a lot of kind of, you know, poor results leading up to 2011 eventually. So does that kind of give you a bit of confidence as well, that it is possible within Hurling as well? A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't, I've absolutely no doubt that, you know, things can, can turn and can flip around for the best. Um, Obviously, like you see that all them lads, like sometimes you might be, you know, training, say maybe in Parnell Park and you walk past a lot of the lads that you know and stuff playing on the team. And you see them and like, obviously we don't know the feeling, what it's like to go winning all Ireland. You see them, they're just, there's just something about them that, you know, I think any winning team needs to have. It's like a, it's like a mentality thing. Um, that is, you know, think, think you're the best, you know, train like you're the best and eventually like that, you'll be the best. Absolutely, yeah. I think you put it perfectly there. Like, what what kind of players do you as well do you kind of see even kind of coming through at the minute? Do you think could propel you propel you on like over the next couple of years? Like, what kind of young lads like yourself do you see coming through at the minute? Yeah, look, there's I know a lot of the young lads um, that obviously I would have played with through minor and you know twenty under twenties there two years ago. So um, there's a couple of lads there just off the top of my head. Adam Waddick is he was playing dual twenties last year. He uh, He's a he's a unit of a of a young player and people like him is you need to get them on board, you know. You need to get them in from an early age, you know, build a bit of trust with management, you know, get management to try them out and uh you know, look, it's it's all about trust at the end of the day. Um, you know, the management touched, trusted me in la- trusted in me last year and um, you know, I, I thought I proved myself, so it's I suppose it, it kind of comes down to that, you know. Mm. And how do you reckon you'll you'll fare then in in twenty twenty one as well? Like obviously, um, we we're still not hundred percent sure like when the the championship is going to resume or or what or what they're going to do with the league and clubs and everything else. But I suppose in the championship in general, like how how do you reckon you'll you'll get on kind of leading into twenty twenty one? Um yeah, look, I think there's there's no reason why we won't do well. Um, I, I, everyone trusts in the lads that were that everyone's doing the work. You know, everyone's clocking up the mile. Like there's a serious amount of mileage being clocked up, and um, all teams across the country uh, by themselves at the minute. So um, you know, the lads have done the work. The groundwork is done. So it's a matter of when we do eventually get back. Hopefully on the on the nineteenth of April that it's it's you hit the ground running. It's straight in. You know, you're you're into your your internal games. You know, hopefully get a couple of friendlies under our belts and uh, you know kind of go from there. I suppose. Mm. And just to zone in then and on your time with Thomas Davis, like obviously that 2019 run with the footballers getting all the way to the the, uh, the the Dublin Senior Football Final, like beating the likes of Castlenock, Kilmacud, Croaks on the way, like must have been some experience for yourselves. Absolutely, yeah. Like we, I have to give it to the lads. The past couple of years, the football has just come on, you know, leaps and bounds. They've always been there, thereabouts, you know, playing in Division One and stuff like that, but. The past couple of years, uh, I think it was was it twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. We um we beat uh Kula and won the senior B championship, and then went on to have a successful year 
Um, well, not we did, obviously didn't win that, but the following year it was quite successful. You know, reached the latter stages of the championship, and um, then there when we when we had played Ballyboden, and then in the, in the final, and you know you couldn't have lost to to a better team. Kind of way, it was they were you have to give it to them. They they had their you know their homework done. They they didn't put a foot wrong. Um, but yeah, look, it was. I always enjoy going back and playing the football because you know when you're with the county for so long through the year, and then you eventually get get to go back to the club, and not that you're you know you're you're going in relaxed and stuff, but it's nearly like a, a bit of a break, you know, from the whole kind of you know professional, like really professional setup and stuff. So it's always good. It's always good weather as well around the football when you go back. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and and what do you even think it was as well? Like, the kind of was there a turning point even there for yourself as well with Thomas Davis as well? Like, where you kind of believe that you could, you know, obviously beat the likes of a, a Kilmacud Croaks or a Castle Knock? Because obviously, from an outsider looking in, I don't think many people probably would have given you as much of a chance kind of going into that because obviously, you know, um, Kilmacud Croaks of Inter County stars, Castle Knock of Kieran Kilkenny in there. Um, and Thomas Davis don't have any intercounty players like not at that time anyway. So like what like what what was that for yourself like? That was it. Like it was nearly like a statement here to to say that like our like just our lads had put a serious amount of work in, and it came down to it. There was there was a lot of young lads on that team. Uh, I think of my minor team that went up that year. There was. I think there might have been eight or nine lads in around the panel, and I think six of them are starting. Um, so as I said, it was nearly like a, a kind of statement to say that like we're here, we're ready to play. You know, no one's going to push us over this year. Um, and I think like the lads have just have a serious mentality that um they can you know go out and beat anyone, and you know you turn up on the day, um you're well prepared, and sure there's no reason why you can't. Mm. And is there any players as well in there that you think even in, in football or hurling that you think, you know, could make could make it onto the county team or um, you know, kind of push some of the players like for a starting place or get in around the panel like in the next kind of two to three years? Yeah, like with the footballers there, we have um Keane Murphy is he's after been called up to the footballers last year. Um he was he's played underage and more under twenty under twenty ones with Dublin and stuff like that. So he's he's a He's a serious asset to the club team, and um, so it'd be it'd be great now to see him kind of you know get a chance and and do what he can do on the pitch for the Dubs. But um, with regards to the hurling, I mentioned Adam Waddick earlier on. He's a dual player. He actually plays with Thomas Davis. Um, there's there's a load of young lads coming up, um, that you know have a serious potential to you know maybe go onto an under twenties team and you know progress like I did and get up get the chance to get out onto the senior team. All it is, all it takes is one chance and. If you you know if you perform and you get that chance, why why wouldn't you get the call up? You know. Hmm. And would you ever even have any ambitions of even playing for the footballers yourself at a later point, or are you kind of zoned in on the on the hurling for now? Ah, uh, to be honest, it's, I I haven't ever really thought about that. You know, just at the minute, I like to focus on what's what's what ahead of me. Um, with this year, and you know, you, I suppose you just play it by ear. This I've never turned. Turn my nose up to it, but um, for now, that's 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 my plans to, to stick with the hurling anyway. Perfect stuff, yeah. Like, and I suppose lastly, like, who would you say would have been the the toughest player you marked? I suppose in in both football and hurling. Um, I suppose through your, I suppose your inter county days, and I suppose your 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 club championship days as well. Yeah, look, I suppose the toughest 
Um, Marker and Hurland, like I have to give the Owen O'Donnell. Um, he's just in internal games. He's just all over you like a rash. He's just pace to burn, and it's he's the hardest marker I've ever had to try to get away from. Um, so I have to give that to him in the football. Jay's happening on the spot here now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anyone in the football here now, but. Look, you do play against some serious lads, you know, even at club level like that. I've just, you know, they see a chance, they see like a Dublin player out there and they're like going to make a damn mission to just have an unreal game, you know, try, you know, cancel that player out. So I've come up against some serious players and, you know, I've had some serious battles, which is which is great to see. Perfect stuff. Well, uh, look, listen, best of luck anyway, uh, David, with, with, with your time, of course, um, with the Dublin Senior Hurlers this year. Um, hopefully definitely as a Dublin fan myself I'll, I'll definitely be cheering you on anyway so yeah look listen I appreciate your time and um, yeah cheers for coming on no worries at all thanks very much for having me so thank you very much for watching and listening to episode 29 of the GA Fan TV podcast with Dublin senior hurler David Kyo. I'd like to thank David once again for coming on the podcast appreciate his time coming on chatting of course about his time playing for the Dublin senior hurlers over the past couple of years and yeah look listen of course as a fellow Dublin man myself of course I obviously do want to see Dublin be highly successful over the coming years and it would be nothing better to see Dublin be successful uh, in 2021 and hopefully they can kick on a bit more and achieve more success and perhaps even emulate the footballers to a certain degree over the next five to ten years who knows but anyway i do hope you all enjoy do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already the podcast next week will be with former armagh footballer aaron kernan so we'll be speaking all about his time playing for armagh and of course also his time playing for cross mcglenn winning multiple all ireland senior football championships as well so i do hope you all enjoyed and yeah have a great weekend